Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode. Today we're going to speak about 10 things you need to know about your dream internship. It's going to be a, a, a really great episode because I have a special guest today. Call me uh, Coach Kent. Call me Sharice. Uh, Miss Kent, some people call me, but Sharice uh, uh, is fine today, Travis. We're good. Awesome, awesome, Sharice. Thank you so much for for joining us today. I've had people ask me about internships, and you know, I realized like, wow, you know what? I am in the space of helping first year, second year, third year, fourth year college students, even seniors in high school, you know, prepare for the workforce, but as it pertains to strengths, I really needed to connect with someone that knows more about internships than I do. And I remember when I first put my hands on your book, it, it really started to open up some my, my thoughts. And I was like, wow, you know, this person really knows. If there's anything else to know about it, it, it is you. So in anytime I've had a, a vending opportunity, I've brought your book uh, with me and people have asked me about it so uh, I hope that you know many people came your way over over the course of uh, about five or six years so greatly appreciate it appreciate it. thanks for love well let's let's go ahead and jump right on in on today's episode uh, we're gonna learn about internships that's gonna be the focus I know you you specialize in dream internships which I think that's the next level of not just a internship, but the internship. So there's 10 things I would like to ask you. Just right off top, what are the benefits of an internship? Well, uh, Travis, thanks for having me. Let, let me say that first real quick, and I appreciate the opportunity to share with these young folks uh, the um, experiences that an internship can do to enhance their uh, professional and personal growth. Uh, so I think that... Um, Overall, there are a number of benefits, but the things that stay with me most when I try to educate uh, folks on these opportunities, the real-world experience, you're building your portfolio, you're applying what you're learning in a classroom, you're demonstrating your ability to um, show tangible results and do projects, uh, you're building your network, you know. Uh, often uh, when it comes to graduating college and looking for a job, it's not just about what you know, but as they say, who you know. And your internship, you're building your network of professional contacts will be critical to your success uh, as your internship can lead to full-time employment, it can lead to mentors, it can lead to references, and having that network is something that you start to build and you understand the value of it uh, at that stage. It allows you to... Um, uh, explore your different career options, right? So gaining internship experiences give you a preview into what uh, stepping out into the real world will be like as a race to your particular profession of choice. Uh, but also, uh, I like to remind people that for me, I, I did eight internships between my undergraduate and graduate education, and I learned just about, about what I wanted to do as I did of what I did not want to do. And so you may have this concept of what it's like to work in information technology, but then you spend the summer 8, 12, 10 weeks in an internship and realize that you don't like it. This is the opportunity to test drive things, the opportunity to confirm uh, what you love and discover what you don't like, as well as to explore some areas you weren't sure about. Um, and so I think it's a wonderful opportunity to expand on what you think you know about the profession that you have a desire to enter into. And the last one is just, as I mentioned, Companies right now, uh, a lot of times they hire interns after that 8 to 12 weeks is essentially a job interview. You can make an impression and leave yeah. with a job offer. And right now, because it is so intense and the, the competition is so thick, um, 
for 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 many it's an expectation that you will have an ex an internship and have multiple experiences in order to stand out and uh, historically speaking uh, candidates who've done internships tend to get hired and make more money than those who don't really yeah I did not know that <laughs> yeah gosh uh, I mean I, I've, I've interviewed hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of people I have done resumes for so many people and I've seen internships on the resume and I've illustrated those but you have just definitely broken a barrier for me because I've never actually told anyone you need to have or you should consider an internship uh, for the sake of a higher salary. That is amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't get it wrong. Doing an internship is not going to get you six figures. <laughs> uh, but on average, it's, the salary translates in terms of being able to go in at a, a stronger position or a, mm. a more qualified position versus being underemployed, right? So a college graduate who may go into a position where it wasn't as competitive may make less because the position was less competitive. So it translates into more money. Okay. All right. Well, um, I, I think that probably leads me directly to my next question. How how would one find an internship? How do you find an internship? Well, uh, there are a lot of ways, uh, and in my book, uh, I, I discuss uh, the various uh, strategies that you, that you can use uh, to be able to find an internship, and and that's really something that uh, starts as early as your freshman year. This is not something that you have to wait until you're about to graduate. You really don't want to wait until you're going to graduate uh, to put yourself in a position to uh, get that internship experience. So one of the things that you want to do is to begin to uh, work with your career services office uh, at your university. Uh, don't wait till your senior year uh, to run to them and say, hey, I need your help. They are a great resource. They tend to be connected into the community, into the business mm -hmm. community. Uh, very often there's going to be a job fair uh, on your campus, usually one in the fall and one in the spring. Visit those job fairs held by your career services center and uh, take the opportunity to interface and network and meet uh, and connect with um, the folks who are at that job fair. Um, you know, like I said in my book, The Institute Manual, Step-by-Step -step Guide to Getting the Internship of Your Dreams, I kind of walk you through the process that I did to have those eight internships and career fairs was one of them, networking was one of them. Uh, in one situation, I walked into an office on the recommendation of a, of a professor of mine because I wanted to work in a writing environment and start working on my writing skills and I said, yeah, professor so-and-so sent me over here, said you may be looking for somebody and I ended up with a two-year internship in the university publications office. Um, wow. So don't be afraid to ask your professors, don't be afraid to ask uh, if you have uh, friends and family who are in companies that you would like to work for, family members, parents, um, you know, everybody. I, I, my parents were not able to uh, do that for me. I was a first-generation college student. They were not uh, walk, walking in circles that gave me access to people, uh, but some people are, and that's an opportunity yeah. that you should take, take advantage of. For me, uh, I built my network from the ground up. Uh, so going online and finding internships through websites, um, you know, internships.com, you know, finding yeah. internships, monster.com, LinkedIn is a very valuable resource now uh, being used not just for working professionals, but for college students as well. Very important Absolutely. to be connected to social media for these companies. Instagram, the companies that you want to work for, follow them, see what they're, see when they're hiring, and you'll see these type of posts uh, often during the fall and the spring season. And then also um, just making sure that uh, you're checking still websites of specific companies and the social media. Um, you can use those as great resources to be able to uh, spy on the company and see um, when they're out there uh, at these different events. Uh, mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different things you can do. Um, I have a free internship finder uh, kit 
on my website uh, that allows students to kind of create a calendar uh, because it's not just about the, the, the finding the process. It's not just the process of finding the internship but understanding the timing of it, right? So Absolutely. right now we're in the spring. Uh, you can look for summer internships but you can also begin the process of lining yourself up to apply in the fall for summer internships. That may be confusing, right? But uh, there are internship programs like the T. Howard Foundation, Management Leadership for Tomorrow, Sponsors for Educational Opportunity. These are wonderful competitive internship opportunities. But their application season runs typically from you know September to December for summer internships, right? So wow. being aware of these things and looking out for these opportunities position you when you have a sense of the timing and not waiting until the last minute. Uh, so again, just websites, uh, LinkedIn, social media, asking people, asking your professors, networking with other individuals, making sure you're getting into career services, visiting job fairs, and then obviously creating profiles and applying to these uh, internship opportunities. You know, um, you, you say you have a, a resource on your site uh, for people. What, what is that website? So um, you can access my website, theinternshipmanual.com, uh, and there you will find a free internship uh, toolkit. And that toolkit uh, is just going to keep you on track with uh, your search, give you some resources to understand the process and get your timing right. Because finding an internship, much as you know, Travis, like finding a job is finding a job. Mm -hmm. Right, you're going to mm -hmm. spend uh, time committed to this process, and once you, if you can perfect your internship search, your job search will be that much more effective. Nice. Um, now, I, I think that one thing for sure is that every college student, you know, time is tight. They want to make sure that their time is counted for. Uh, do college students gain academic credit for taking these internships? You want to do both. Um, academic credit uh, for internships is a great way to actually not have to take a class, right? You figure three credit hours. Uh, sometimes you get one credit hour, three credit hours. It depends on your institution. Usually it's like a class that accompanies the internship uh, that might meet once a week, or it could just be credit for the internship overall. And so the internship, uh, in order to be approved most of the times by the career services and the department, must meet certain learning objectives. And so the advantage to that is that it should be something that's going to produce work in order for you to receive credit. So that is really going nice. to be something you have to check out with your uh, career services or your department to ensure that the internship you want to do will meet the standards. Just because somebody slaps up hiring an intern doesn't mean you can automatically get credit. Generally, you're going to need to provide the job description uh, if they're not somebody that's already in, working in conjunction with your career services office. So you can get that one to three credit hours. My recommendation, however, is for summer internships, um, you want to be really careful because if you're being charged classes, you're, you're going to pay for your internship, right? So you're doing this internship uh, over the course of the summer as a summer class, you're going mm -hmm. to pay per credit hour. So I recommend that you try to do that class during the fall and the spring when it slumps into your larger tuition bill versus trying to pay. And even if the internship is paid, you're, you're paying your tuition to pay to take that summer course. So wow. don't try and do, don't try and cram your summer internship for credit if it's going to result in you needing to pay uh, to do that. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, wow. So I, I kind of got to add on a question to that. So, <laughs> um, so would you say that, you know, if you're going to get an internship in the summer, try not to get it for the credit, more so for the experience? Exactly. 
if you have to pay, if you can work it out where it's not going to be on your bill or something like that, go for it. But if you find that in order to get that credit, it's going to be tacked into a summer, summer, summer class, you've you got to pay for that class. And that could be two, three, four, eight hundred dollars per credit hour, right? And wow. so you're doing this internship where they're gonna you're gonna make fifteen hundred dollars for the summer, but you're gonna pay twelve hundred dollars for a class. At the end wow. of the day, nobody has ever asked me if I did my internships for credit or for pay. And it's about <laughs> it. Nobody asked that question, right? I did eight. Never once was I asked that question. So as long as it's a real internship and you didn't make it up and you actually have a valid internship. Yeah. It's irrelevant to the job market whether or not it was paid or unpaid. You want to be able to have that experience. If you have the money and you want to take the class, go for it. But I'm just talking about, uh, for me, it would have been a financial hardship to take the money I was making over the summer and then turn around and pay for a summer class when I could just go yeah. into the fall and spring. That's yeah. also why it's important to have a strategy. Um, you're going to do a fall internship, spring internship, summer internship. You got four or five years of college. You don't have to cram everything into a into a summer to be an experience. You can yeah. spread that out. And hopefully, uh, over the course of time, you're able to work your way to those more competitive internships and, and ultimately that dream internship. So, uh, yeah, if, if, if it's the experience. If, if, if you have a great internship, you know, I, I just, just the name to throw out there, Enterprise Rent-A-Car, very popular internship program. Yeah. did that program yeah, back yeah, in the day. Yeah. I didn't do it for credit. It paid me, at that point, whatever it was per hour, you know, Mm -hmm. Fortune 500 company. Nobody said, "Oh, did you do that for credit?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Enterprise has been around for so long, and I think to this day they have a, a manager and training program. They do. It's still a very popular internship program. So, speaking of summer internships, uh, how can you find a, a summer internship abroad? Well, right now uh, it's a little tricky, and, and quite honestly, I don't know what's going to happen uh, to the internship restrictions. So that's a bit of a tricky one. In the past, you would be able to use your international student offices, and there are a few uh, internship organizations that have international offices and opportunities. Uh, you have Semester at Sea. Uh, right now, Travis, really, I, I would recommend that students uh, just really investigate that, see what the policies are around travel, see what the policies are around where they can and can't go. Usually, if you're going to go abroad, my recommendation is that you do that through your university or through a reputable, reputable organization like Semester at Sea, which would typically be through a university. But right semester now, at sea, you say? Uh, yeah, Semester at Sea, that's a popular one. But right now, it, it's, it's really the climate is going to change. So we don't know what that's going to look like in the future for, for those type of organizations and being able to get students work visas and stuff like that with, with, with the pandemic going on. For sure. And, you know, and good thing about doing episodes like this is that, you know, someone is definitely going to hear it during the pandemic time, but someone is going to hear, hear this same advice after. So, you know, this is still great information no matter what, and I do appreciate you for sharing that. Um, how can, uh, I had someone that asked me uh, not too long ago, how can I get a job um, or an internship? More so, you know, how can I get an internship with, no experience. Is, is that a thing? Right. And so it's like, well, how do I get a job without an internship experience? Well, how do I get an internship experience without 
experience, right? So internships are designed to give you that experience. Uh, but that said, if some internships, uh, the companies are just straight up unrealistic. They want an intern with a college degree and four years of experience, i.e. they want an employee, right? And they're confused about what they want. And they're trying to get away with uh, not paying somebody. So you <laughs> want to look for valid internship programs who understand that you are a college student. And so as a college student, you apply your experience through your academic coursework. You acquire experience also through the clubs and organizations that you become a part of. So if you're interested in, in marketing, you join the American Marketing Association and you start to work on marketing campaigns and projects that come as a result of your participation in that club or organization. You become an e-board member and through those activities, you are continuing to build your resume. Athletes, uh, participation in sports, again, building and showcasing leadership skills. So the experiences that they're looking for for an internship are not the same as you need to have a job that says they want four years of experience. Uh, reputable internship programs are looking for candidates who most of the time will just academically have a good selection of courses that fit. So if you want to do a marketing internship, it will help if you had some marketing classes or were part of the marketing association. If you want to do an IT-related internship, maybe you're not an IT major, but you know five programming languages. It's hard to walk into it, but you can learn that in class, right? So the, the, the experience level, the expectation is that these are skills that you should be able to acquire as a college student. Um, when you get into, again, higher-level internships, it maybe for graduate students um, or for seniors who have the expectation of having enough coursework uh, to fulfill certain requirements. But even as a freshman, you can find opportunities uh, to do internships that could be part-time or full-time, could be with nonprofit organizations uh, to work your way to the more competitive opportunities. So there's going to be no really true hurdles to get in the way of getting an internship, no matter if you have no experience or or anything, as long as it is, it's relevant and it makes sense. Exactly. And this is where having a part-time job is relevant. So if for the last, you know, you're a college sophomore and for the two, two years you've been working at Starbucks, well, there's customer service experience. There's, a, you know, a, a bit of a cash experience. There's a bit of uh, the opportunity to, to show how well you communicate, how well you can handle pressure. So your part-time experience is experience from your part-time jobs as well. For sure, for sure. So, uh, which kind of reminds me of uh, a conversation I was having with a client. Uh, they asked me, you know, what are some benefits of having um, student work experience when applying for uh, that job after college? Um, what are your thoughts about that? Student work experience, I would say, depending on what it is, I would talk to your manager and see if see what your title is and see. Uh, what if it can be considered an internship, right? So when I talk about uh, when I worked in the public affairs office, uh, when I was in, it was an internship, I was paid, uh, and the title that we agreed that I could use was public affairs assistant. So I was writing press releases, doing interviews, and all of the things that a public affairs assistant would do. And so we just wow. elevated my title because it wasn't technically an internship. We changed my title to be reflective of my responsibilities. Uh, a lot of admissions offices uh, have students work in them and do things uh, such as tour guides or, or ambassadors. Those are valid experiences that you can definitely add to your resume if you're a tour guide for your institution and you're organizing tours, especially if you're coordinating tours. Sometimes you have student employees who may be student managers of others who are doing call-a-thons. Call so I think student work experience depends on how you phrase it, how you frame it, and what the responsibilities are can definitely be valuable. Yeah, and, and that really reminds me of a conversation I was having. And again, just for the sake of uh, confidentiality, I'm going to say Tiffany. Well, uh, I know you were telling me that, you know, if 
you know, that experience is it is still valuable, especially on how you frame it. But let's say Tiffany graduated six years ago, and she was a, you know she was a lab uh, assistant, and she did research. Does that experience that Tiffany had back as as a student work experience does it expire after a certain time, much like traditional job experience? Yes. Um, it depends on what you're looking to do. You know, at a certain point, uh, you, you reach the seven or so year, seven to ten years, you, you kind of get to the one-and-a-half-page resume. That's the standard rule. You want to keep it under a page. Just by virtue of having only one page, you're going to run out of opportunities to list everything that you've done. And that's where, Travis, you know, folks like you can direct people to have multiple resumes that might speak specifically to a position. Um, even internship-wise, I, I tell folks, even for internships, you can have multiple resumes. Uh, once you you have three, four internships. They may one be one one internship resume may be more sell, may be more sales related. The other might be more information technology related. So it depends on the position that Tiffany's going for. If she's going for a medical or a research position, then yeah, I'm going to still include that. But if she's trying to transition into a role uh, working in human resources, that lab work may or may not be as relevant. And in six years, she probably would have things that are a little bit more up to date. So for just sure. like a regular job situation, things do tend to uh, fade off your resume at some point. Okay. Okay. And it makes plenty of sense. And I, I appreciate you for, for answering that. I know that wasn't a part of our uh, 10 things you need to know, but hey, uh, bonus. No problem. <laughs> no problem. Bonus. So, um, how many, so again, I, I know, you know, being a college student, you know, you're, you're kind of crunched for time. You're, you're doing a whole lot um, at any given year, any given semester. How many hours uh, do you feel like a, a student should work during their semester? They're full-time. As many as they can realistically balance. And so that takes a bit of knowing who you are and what you can handle, and it takes a bit of maturity and growing into handling a schedule, right? And so if you're doing internships during the season, um, there was a period where I think I was doing an internship, doing an independent study, um, and working. And I had to pull back when I realized <laughs> that I am not a superhuman person um, <laughs> as much as I would love to be Storm or uh, Wonder Woman or a bunch of people, I'm not. And so I had to find a balance. And so I actually ended up dropping a class and taking it down to like nine credit hours and then the internship was three credit hours. So I was still a full-time student at 12 credit hours, but then I was able to, I was able to balance. And so you have to figure out and find that balance. If you're working 40 hours a week, that's first of all, um, a bit of a stretch. Any internship organization that knows you're at school should not be asking you to work 40 hours a week. That's a person who's taking advantage of your time and making you an employee essentially. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that could be a, a working with a, a person who has a small business who really needs your help, uh, but maybe they need to consider you to be more than an intern if you're working that type of time. Over the summer, that's very different. But during the school year, I recommend somewhere between 10 and 20. You know, that's 10 to 20 mark. And again, if you're taking 18 credit hours, you may want to work 12 hours in that internship. If you're taking 12 credit hours, then 20 to 24 might be something that's doable. Also, factoring in, um, you know, transportation and all those things is still having a life. But you can have a life and work and do internships if you're willing to figure out a schedule and grow into the maturity it takes to do that. But 10 to 20, um, based on what you believe in yourself for sure wow um so you know jump into like the first year second year i know some people are very eager to go ahead and get experience um i know you know during my first few years in college um like you i had i had a lot going on so i had a full-time job i was a full-time student um, i also had a part-time freelance business 
that was relative to the major that I was studying at the time. And at, at some point, one of those things started suffering. Um, it was my grades. <laughs> not, <laughs> it was not the money, I, I tell you that. So I was like, but, you know, that was just my focus. You know, as a, as a young guy, I was like, oh, man, I really need to, you know, take this thing serious because the amount that I'm spending here at this school is way more than what I'm making at these jobs. So I need to, you know, really take full advantage of this specific time. Um, for those students that are first and second year students in college, uh, is it too early to nope. obtain an internship? Jump into it. Go for it. You want to start your freshman year. If you if you want to do, uh, let's just say, four summer internships over the course of your academic uh, experiences, you need to start early, right? And so mm -hmm. um, as a freshman, uh, you, you may not get the more competitive and coveted internships, but there are uh, organizations and internships that are available and designed for first-year students. I think Facebook has a program for first-year students. Uh, there's an organization called SEL, Sponsors for Educational Opportunity. They have a program for first-year students. Um, Inroads, uh, which is another national internship program, Program, they allow first-year students to apply. So there are, uh, in addition to those national organizations, uh, there are just uh, opportunities that you may have to create for yourself. Uh, sure. As a freshman, um, one of my first internships, I, I wanted to work in professional sports in, in Rochester, where I am. Uh, the only opportunity was with the AAA baseball team. Um, Buffalo Bills are about an hour away, and they don't pay. Most sports internships don't pay, uh, by, by the way. Um, but um, <laughs> I, I called them up and said, okay, when's the internship uh, application process start? And, and got all the information and you know so here I was um, the summer before my sophomore year and so I think you have to be aggressive and you have to look for opportunities uh, and if it says you know junior or senior or something like that then it's not for you but if it says internship for a college student go for it as long as you feel you can do the position and you meet the criteria but uh, a lot of companies uh, are open to freshmen sophomore juniors seniors a little bit tougher over time um, but there still are opportunities for senior students as well. For sure. Wow. And that is, sure, that's the episode right by itself. Let me, yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> I, it is. I'm definitely going to uh, make sure that I, I share this in, in different outlets. Um, we're, we're on number nine. Uh, how should I prepare for an internship interview? You want to prepare like you would for a job interview. And so when I said before that, if you can perfect your internship search process, you'll, you will have a, a much better uh, job search process is because many of the same elements are there. So when you're trying to find an internship at a major company like a, like a Viacom or a Disney or a, you know, Verizon or anything like that, you're going to go through a process uh, in which they are auditioning you to work in this corporate environment. Now, if you're interning for a smaller local company, uh, they may not have the same process, but you still want to present yourself as a professional. But you know, you're, you're going through this online process. Sometimes you're going to do uh, a personality assessments with so many large companies. I mean, it can get really intense, but when it comes to that interview, you want to walk in, dress professionally, poised and confident because you've researched the company or the organization. You have two to three, maybe four questions about the internship and about the company to show that you are interested in them as much as they are potentially interested in you. So you want to maintain the position of being open and being teachable, but also uh, the presentation that you are bringing value even as a freshman, even as a sophomore, that you are there to learn, that you are there to observe, and that you want to be a part of what they're doing as a company and what they're doing as a department. So you want to go in confident. You want to go in with 
with good research, good questions, and an understanding of what the job is and who you're working for and uh, what type of work environment it's going to be. So practice questions, practice interviewing. Very often your university career services will offer mock interview services. Uh, yeah. That is something that uh, I encourage people to take the advantage advantage of. And um, even you know when you get there, if you don't feel um, you know what you you want to do the simple things like make sure you leave enough time to get there on time. Make sure you know where you're going. Make sure you know what floor you have to go to. Do you need a parking pass? You know, just investigating the same things you would so that you can show up and not be flustered. All right, so th this, is the, this is probably going to be another bonus question because, again, you're, you're dropping some really great information here. And, again, I thank you for that. Um, career centers in, 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 these, in these universities, uh, community colleges, these, these career departments, um, what just I, I guess at a at a high level glance, um, what type of services would a student find traditionally in their career development or you know career center? Mm -hmm. Well, first let me say they're not all created equal, um, and that's mm -hmm. that's just the reality of it. Um, if you are an institution without a lot of resources, uh, then they may not have as robust of an office and opportunities as a, as a major public uh, research funded institution. That's just mm -hmm. the reality of it. And so uh, in, in my career, I've been in and worked with um, career services uh, departments all over this country, literally. And uh, again, they, they do the best that they can, but they're not all going to be the same. Uh, so if you're at a major large public institution, your job fair is going to consist of, you know, potentially two, 300 employers who are clamoring to get to your students, right? So wow. if you're at uh, this big institution where they're bringing in uh, the major partners and major players across industries, uh, that's an advantage to those students. But if you are in the same town as a major institution and your college doesn't have one, see if you can go to theirs, right? So if you go to the school across town, See, can I sneak up in here? Um, you know, a lot of times they're open and you don't necessarily need ID. Take the bus. Go, go, crash it, right? Yeah, and absolutely. So that's an opportunity that you may want, you may need to pursue if your career services office is not do a do a fair or it's only small local employers and you want to meet with those guys that have companies down in New York and LA and Atlanta, but that they're just not coming to recruit at your institution. That's another thing. On-site recruitment. Again, depending on your institution, uh, you know, companies come to you. Uh, so when you start talking about your AT&T, Verizon. T-Mobile Sprint, and you start talking about your McKinsey and your Baines and your uh, Big Four, Deloitte, PwC, EY. If you're uh, looking to be at some major corporations, uh, it really depends. Unfortunately, they're not going to go to every school. Um, I've worked at eight institutions, and some of those employers are just not going to go to some of those schools. Uh, and so uh, you have to go to them, or, or um, in that situation, you probably wouldn't be able to piggyback onto interviews. But uh, career services centers, they offer job fairs, uh, mock interviews. Some do mock dinners so that you know what fork to eat with if you're invited to a dinner, right? Really? Uh, they do, yeah, yeah, they do etiquette dinners. Uh, some institutions offer resume services, obviously. Um, uh, if you need to do online interviews and you don't have a computer or you don't have a good connection, you can usually use their services or go to their offices. If you uh, need to uh, work with an alumni, career services can sometimes connect you to alumni in a particular profession. Uh, On-site interviews for campus companies who come onto your campus to recruit. Um, and 
and uh, sometimes they may take students to various fairs. Uh, uh, when I say fairs, I mean um, national uh, national events, uh, you mm -hmm. know, depending on the funds available in the Career Services Office. So those are the types of things that you want to get. But basically, almost all of them can take a look look at your resume, help you perfect that, and help you on the interview skills and uh, do the mock interviewing. Bonus. I love it. I love it. All right, number 10. Uh, is it possible to get an internship um, without having or without being uh, uh, in a degree program, without being a student? Uh, I think you have to be careful of what you define as internship in that scenario. Uh, okay. Internships typically, even if they're not credit, are generally going to be offered to students. So when, if you're doing an internship with, you know, ESPN, you, it may not be paid, uh, even though they do pay. Um, or you know, years ago there were a lot of there were a lot more unpaid internship programs like Fox. You know, as an as, a, as an example, you had to be a student even if it wasn't for credit. So to to find a company that will take you on as a quote-unquote intern without being in a degree program, they're yeah. masking the reality that you're a part-time employee. Um, it, it, it's just uh, an uncommon way because mm. ultimately your internship is about building your work experience so that you can go into a professional position most of the time. So if you're doing an internship, where is it going to lead? So right. if, if for your own benefit, maybe you want to be a photographer, right, and you don't have a degree in photography, you work with a photographer, he takes you on as an intern. That's, right. a, that's a situation where it could work out very well for you because it's not a position that will require you to have an advanced degree or to have a bachelor's degree to become a photographer. So you're working with that person. Yeah, you can call that an internship, but that's not necessarily like an internship program. But that would be an intern. You know, my, my brother's a photographer. He's a professional photographer, and if somebody wants to work with him as an intern, yeah, that's a great experience. Um, but really, they're they're just there to, to learn and go be a photographer. But if you're taking on internships in various industries because you want to become an accountant or you want to become an HR professional, you're going to need a degree anyway. So basically, if if an employer says, "Oh yeah, you can come here and, and uh, intern," translation, you can come here and volunteer your time and not get paid, or you yeah. can be a part-time employee with no benefits. Exactly. Because, because again, <laughs> if, you're, if, you, if you're interning it, it's, it's to learn a skill or learn uh, skills and gain experience to move into a different role. Like I said, so, you know, if my brother were to take on a, an intern, that person, you know, that intern needs my brother more than he needs them. Um, and so uh, he's doing what he does. And so if a person were to go on with him and become an intern, yeah, they're probably working for free. He may provide them with some form of payment, uh, but it's a very different design of snacks, uh, all the wedding reception food that you can get, right? Yeah. Um, but that's a different design than a person who ultimately works, wants to work for, um, you know, Deloitte and Touche. That, that's, you're going to go through a formalized internship program, um, but there is a difference between being an intern and, and, and being a volunteer. Also, uh, internship an unpaid internship, which I'm not a huge fan of, but unpaid internships do add value. As a volunteer, you're going, they may direct you to do a few things here and there. Uh, your time is flexible. As an intern, there should be learning objectives, and you should walk away within that 8, 10, 12-week time frame with things that you have achieved and accomplished with supervision, not just hanging out. Wow. Absolutely. Y'all better hear that. You better soak that in. Sleep, just put it on at night before you before you go online and do your research. Just 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 remember it. So let it marinate. Let it marinate. Let it marinate. So Spitfire, real quick, short answer: true or false? Um, internships 
not completed for credit are not as valuable. True or false? False. Unpaid internships or volunteer experiences cannot be included in the resume. True or false? False. All right. I asked this question to all guests. There's two types of people in this world. Who are they? Those who get it done and those who don't. I love it. I love it. I, I love asking people that question because you know, I just never know. <laughs> I never know what they're going to say because you know, it's, it's completely relevant to the person <laughs> who's answering. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, and that that sums it up. I mean, that's just it is what it is. You gonna do it or you not? Let me know so I can move on. Let them know. So thank you, <laughs> thank you so much for for coming on. Uh, to the Finish Line podcast. Uh, if someone wanted to, and I know you've already given uh, the resource in um, one of the questions, but uh, if someone wanted to connect with you, where would they find you? You can go online to my blog, theinternshipmanual.com. You'll find a lot of resources there to get you started, a, a free internship manual toolkit uh, that's going to keep you on track in this process and just lots of goodies and information uh, to help you understand the importance and the value of internships at theinternshipmanual.com. Uh, yeah, so just check out the blog, uh, shoot me an email, ask some questions, um, you know, and see how I can assist you in making this next move. Perfect. Thank you, Sharice, for uh, joining us here today. Um, this has been a really great uh, episode and jam-packed with so much information. I mean, you, you're really going to have to just put it on repeat because there's going to be some things you probably missed. It's, it's just so much in it. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. No problem at all. And until next time, grow from here.